Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So this is Charlie Baker. And Andy Jacobs. And I'm in for Paul Hawksby on the Hawksby and Jacobs show. That's far too long for an intro for a podcast, but this is the podcast. <laughs> What's on it, Andy? I'm very guilty of that. I normally explain the whole podcast. You don't even <laughs> need to listen to it. It's our bit. It's Bob and Paul. Oh, they were brilliant. Yeah, uh, Bob. That's Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse. And Mark Housie on the dangers of referees' whistles. And we found out there was an other, another whistle that wasn't the Acme Thunderer. I know, never heard of that even one. More, no, the Fox 40, was it? The fo- You'll find out in the I podcast. Think making it up. <laughs> Good afternoon, Charlie. Last time I saw you, Andy, we were just in the throes of defeat. Last Thursday <laughs> mainly in Richmond. Due to me. <laughs> Not mainly due yeah, to it you. It was but due to me, really. You, but I feel, I feel that we should speak quite quietly oh. because the speakers in the main office are so loud. Oh. The previous show, people were just... Their ears were bleeding. Oh, really? So I feel that we should speak. We could turn the speakers down. That'd be probably a better idea. Quiet radio. Do you think that's the future? <laughs> I don't. Well, Just... work, work for Bob Harris. <laughs> what was the biggest shock of the weekend? Was it AJ losing to uh, Ruiz mm-hmm. or 89-year-old Colin Thackeray winning Britain's Got Talent? <laughs> what well, did that? Well, I thought he was a shoo-in for Britain's Got Talent. Who, Colin? Yeah, because you've got to think of the story, haven't you? What's the story? <laughs> But it's a great story, but you know, you know what, what's what's the what's I mean, the reason good. they're going to you know, win? He was good for eighty nine. I mean, he yeah. was good, but I mean, but also who votes on those shows is sort of old people and kids. Yeah, that's who votes on those shows. So <laughs> yeah, who's going to vote for their granddad? Old people and, and kids. That's yeah, how it happened. <laughs> well, well, good analysis. Exactly. The Chelsea <laughs> pension is that... the Champions League final. <laughs> Do you think that's a no? Exactly. Are you a Britain's Got Talent fan? Oh, I love it, yeah. It's a brilliant show. I think it's a brilliantly constructed show, presented, the whole concept of it, yeah. Much prefer it to any of those X Factor or The Voice or anything like that. So, yeah, no, really, really enjoyable. Um, The most exciting thing that happened on Saturday night was the engraver, really. Was was he going to get it finished in time? (laughs) Honestly, what a terrible game, wasn't it? I mean... it's a lot of pressure, though, isn't he? He's under a lot of pressure. I mean, yeah. the final whistle's gone. He's got to wait. I mean, all right, he could have probably started. We probably could have started at half time. <laughs> yeah. but, or but when Origi popped up yeah, at the back stick. But it, all right, Origi, he probably could get a start. But, you know, you, you don't want to start telling, putting in L-I and then suddenly Spurs get, bring it back yeah. to 2-2. So you've yeah. got to wait. And then it's quite difficult. You don't want to make any spelling errors, slip of the hand or anything like that. I've never seen... overanalyze this section uh, of the game. I've never seen that before with the football. It's normally the 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 
golf they're normally there oh, yeah. engraving it straight away aren't oh, they yeah, yeah. I think the British Open they're British normally Open, there yeah, the doing Open. it and I've always thought that is a really pressurised oh, job yeah, it is. as an engraver can you go back and start again no you can't Do you cross it out is there, a, is there an equivalent of Tipex <laughs> for en- engravers do we know oh actually that's yeah, probably a good point it's probably some sort of hot thing that melts you know the melts it back melts down melts it back down again they must be because you think of all the all the dents and everything that European trophy must have had in it over the years. Yeah, somebody, I think Sergio Ramos or somebody dropped it a couple of years ago. But there you go. But I love a trophy shop. Do you, do you like a trophy shop, Andy? Going into the trophy shop? Oh, yeah. Just having a look round, snooker. You know, <laughs> good, good sn- miming. Good miming. It's always good fun to do the mime of the trophy shop. <laughs> and uh, we, we often complain about the profiteering at Cheltenham when we go and do oh, the do show. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the hotel we stayed in this year, it was 400 quid a night. It's normally 80 quid. Oh. And 80 quid a night, it's quite a nice hotel. Yeah. For 400 quid a night, it's an 80 quid a night hotel. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But the cheapest room at the Hilton Madrid Airport uh, on Saturday night was two grand. The same one next week will cost 124 quid. Oh. That is profiteering. Well, but, you know, it's a difficult job, isn't it? It's a difficult job being a running a hotel. You've got to make hay while the sun <laughs> like, shines, Andy. Well, you're going to have sympathy for hoteliers. I've, I've got sympathy for them. Do you have Sym- hoteliers in your... I, my my nan, my nan ran a B and B in talking, so this is where it's all coming from. <laughs> that you know, you've got to put your prices up. But I think she was like nine pound a night. Rather than, but she did have Giles Brandreth stay once, which she told us a lot in did our childhood. Did she ramp up the price oh, yeah, after well, he'd been there? Once Giles had been in, that was it. <laughs> the Giles Brandreth. It was eleven sweet. pound a night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, there was a, an, as there often is, the, um, an advert for you can usually get a watch or you can yeah. get a ring or a great. I, I used to get the plates when Chelsea would win anything. The Danbury Mint plates. Oh yes, lovely. Yeah. Very very nice. Uh, but I suggest this this ad for this one was written possibly before the game. It's for the official 2019. UEFA Champions League final watch a high quality precision timepiece celebrating 2019 UEFA Champions League final and then the blurb goes what a final <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> what are you talking about it's the worst game of all time it's brilliant isn't it what a final no it wasn't a great game was it no it Terrible. wasn't a great game, but we all sat and watched it, of course. Of course, but it was a stinker. It never took off. It, well, yeah. Spurs were in it for 25 seconds. Spurs were they in it. good Spurs for 25 were, I mean, seconds. I mean, Glenn Hoddle was so angry after the game. I could see why. I mean, he's a real fan, and he thought that it was written in the stars that Spurs would win. Yeah. But, and he was very grudging. I mean, he sort of said that... Well, I mean, Liverpool definitely deserved to win something this season, but they possibly didn't deserve to win on Saturday night, but that's not their fault. They scored two goals, and Spurs squandered every opportunity that they had. You Did know? you think it was a penalty? Yes, I, I did. I did as well. And I think the only, the I think the only controversy comes that it was so early in the game. I think if it was mm. later in the game, everyone would have gone, yes, definite pen. But when it happens so quickly like that, it's... The VAR it's a, was a Dutchman called Danny McKelly. Oh. And I can't say this. Danny McKelly. That's a strange name, isn't it, for D- a Dutchman? Sounds a very Scouse name, doesn't it? Hey, Danny. Danny McKelly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, he was from Holland and he was the VAR and he decided... Well, he couldn't overturn it because it wasn't a clear and obvious... I thought Sissoko's arm came down, didn't it? It sort of stopped the ball coming in. It was it was harsh, you know, very harsh. was harsh, but, but it was a harsh worst, game. I spoke to a friend of mine in uh, Madrid last night, he's not back till today, and I said... How hot was it? Because they kept stressing it on on the telly. But yeah. of course, when you're not there, it's like when they say it's windy. Or you can't see it. You can't feel it. So it doesn't matter how many times it's like somebody's pain. It doesn't matter people tell you no. you can't feel it unless it's you're there. And mm. He said it was crazy. It was like 100 degrees boiling. And I think that was really the conditions were the winner, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe Liverpool having their couple of weeks off in Marbella rather than, <laughs> rather than stay in London, they, got, they came, became acclimatised. Yeah, 
Possibly. I oh, you, d- you disagree? I, I'm not sure the three-week thing had that much. Yes, they were, they were a bit rusty in the first half, but I think if, if it hadn't been so hot, both teams could have grown into the game. You know, But I just think it, it, if you've got two teams that like to press, th- yeah. those conditions made it very, very difficult. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, uh, there's a problem with mm. referees at the moment. Um, and it's, uh, they, they, they can see a problem forthcoming. Is the it, problem? Well, it's a study in the US has found that a single blast from this from a ref's whistle is similar to noise from a chainsaw. Oh God! <laughs> Sound a bit much, doesn't that, it? I tell you what, that would stop uh, abuse of referees, wouldn't it? If they were carrying a chainsaw around, <laughs> that's a good idea. Just around the, the American around. study also found that the most commonly used whistles operated in a range most likely to harm hearing. So the Premier League referees have launched an investigation. They have indeed, and joining us on the line to talk to us about it is Mark Halsey, former Premier League referee. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, guys. I'm watching your cricket as well, and the field has not been great either, is it? No, that's not too good. I'm surprised you can hear us, having whistled all those years. <laughs> well, I mean, for 20-odd years, I used a, um, a Fox 40 classic, and they are they were very, very loud. And funny you should say that, because in the last couple of years, I've had keep getting ringing in my ears so it's funny that should come out so perhaps I could put in a claim <laughs> <laughs> so you think you think it may hold water this this theory well, well uh, listen I mean I've, I've blown it many 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 a times you know just in front of players and they've you know I can't obviously say over the over the, over the air what they said to me but uh, it, I mean it is it is very very deafening obviously I, I mean you know, when you've got a, a massive massive crowd you've they've got to hear that whistle so yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them are more high pitched than others. I would, I mean, I would imagine. So, yeah, I mean, using my my Fox Forty, that was very, that was very high pitched and very, very loud. What's it called? The, 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 the Fox, Fox 40, Forty, is it? It's a Fox Forty, yeah. Fox I only 40 know the Acme. I always use. Yeah, but that, that, I mean, when I when I first came, that was the, like sort of one of the only whistles around, like the you know the Acme Thunder, they're, they're called. But they yeah. um, they they you know sort then everybody sort of changed over to the Fox Forty. But then there's more, there's more and more whistles coming out now. But it, it's funny you say because if you listen to the rugby league and the rugby union referees' whistles, yeah. they're not as high pitched as the ref- as the football referees. Mm. I like your voice, <laughs> very, very deep, yeah, deep yeah. whistle. How many whistles did you go through in your career? Um, I, I used to, use, to be honest, with you, I used, I used, I mean, I think I had about four or five. I used to use the same one all the time, and then when that sort of you know got a bit worn from me. From my teeth marks and blowing it, I used to yeah. I used to change. But um, I, I think I'm, you're looking at about most probably well, four or five. I used to, I, I had, and it was always I always used the Fox Sports. A referee's quite sort of. I want to use a different word to geeky, but I'm going to say geeky. A referee's quite geeky about whistles. Is it a? Oh, I've got a really good one here. Look at this one. But, but listen, some of them. I mean, I always used to use the black. It used to be a black. Um, Fox Ball, and you see all the referees now. Some of them use a yellow one, some of them use a green one, mm-hmm. some of them use a red one. Yeah, and I think you can, I think you can look at that and say, yeah, perhaps they do, um, because sometimes some of them think it's about them. But <laughs> I just think myself, it's like football boots. Just stick to <laughs> black football boots, and why does everybody wear all these different colours? So, but um, yeah, I think it's the same with whistles, and I suppose uh, sometimes they do are attention seeking. But you know, for me, just stick to the black. You know, you want to be, you want to be noticed. Anecdotally, Mark, have you ever heard of a, a a whistle failing? A ref going to blow it, the, the players haven't heard it, and he feels afterwards he can't do anything about it, and something's happened a goal. No, or... I, I think that used to happen when it used to it used to have like a pee in it because now all the whistles are peeless. You know, you oh. used to, used to get, you know, used to because they used to have a little pee in them, didn't they? The little wooden pee. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they so they used to have them in, but now all the whistles are pee, uh, sort of. Um, 
a, a peeler, so it's um, you don't we don't you don't get that problem anymore. A peeless whistle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a euphemism to me, but uh, not going to get not going to get. There's into nothing it. else they could do. I suppose they could have a, a siren, a hooter. What, what else could they have? A clicker, like a, you know, when you train a dog. A when you train a dog and you have a, do- a clicker, would that work? Not quite loud enough. <laughs> you've got, you've got, it's got to be a whistle because that's when everybody hears it. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it always seems to start with the Americans, doesn't it? All these, all these things about um, you know, damage to this, damage to your mm. head, damage to your ears, and. I mean, it's interesting because you could look at, um, you know, with with the headsets, you know, with the headsets in their ears. Does that, does you know, with, you know, listening to the, the guys back in, you know, on, when they do the VAR and yeah, listen to the, the communications kit. Is that is that does that cause a bit of damage? So but in, in American it's, football, it's, they throw a flag, don't they? They throw a flag if there's anything particularly wrong. Yeah, but they still yeah they do, but they still have the the headsets in as well, don't they? They don't they don't do they still do use the whistles, don't they? Yeah. yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. I don't know how much your wife is into sport. Is she in sport at all? She loves Talk United because I do. <laughs> okay. That's why. But she does like sport. She likes the cut and thrust of it, yes. Oh, that's interesting. Because my wife hates sport. Oh. Right? She's not interested in sport at all. Really. Good job. She's interested in your work then, Andy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She listens to the show all the time, but basically doesn't understand any of it, but likes right. it. Likes the sound yeah. of my voice. Uh, that's nice. And she came to the cricket last she week, did didn't come she? To the cricket, so she yeah. can't like sport. Well, she likes... <laughs> <laughs> no, she likes cricket. And, sorry, uh, sorry. No, no. So, sorry, I, so I said to her, sometimes when you see a, like, a great moment i'm started doing this lately i don't know why i sort of pause it or go back and i say to her because i watch in different rooms yeah i said come and have a look at this come and have a come and have a look at ben stokes catch yeah <laughs> this is the best catch i think you'll ever see of yeah. course she's not massively impressed when i say to her come and have a look at it but she did come and have a look at it and she did actually go wow 
Yeah. Because it was. Well, incredible. it was amazing. You can't work from the moment it starts, the moment it ends, you can't work out how each bit has got into the next bit. Can nice. you? And two million people have watched that online. Do you know that? Really? They've clipped that out. Clip that out and, and watch that. Two million wow. hits now. It's pretty good, isn't it? Talking of two million, oh, uh, yeah. pitch invader Kinsey Walansky. This is the uh, idiotic woman who ran onto the pitch. You may have noticed it at the yes. start of the... I, I, uh, did, I did notice it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, apparently she did it to publicise her boyfriend's YouTube channel. Yeah, Vitali, his name is, yeah, Vitali, because I did <laughs> Google... Right. Oh, did... you're right across this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Your I did. best mate must be such a dull game. <laughs> you're right across this one. Well, it it's was brilliant. a particular highlight. Uh, she was woman of the match. <laughs> most, most important player. Yeah. But it's incredible. She she's Instagram have closed down her account as really? a punishment. Oh yeah. goodness me! Which and she had two million followers. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a Kinsey Walensky? Two million followers. It's incredible isn't it, how it works. But how did go. how? I mean, it's difficult enough to get past security and get into the game. But mm. she got past it in that swimsuit. <laughs> it's just like, she took it off. There we are. I don't know. Spanish police were brutal. It was a very good piece by the Times Sports editor today, Alex K. Jelski, about how unpleasant it was. And there's some footage online. And you just, you're always struck by whenever I go to a Champions League game or a Europa League game here, the police around Chelsea, they're brilliant with the fans. Mm -hmm. We're over fans, and we often get loads of the opposition fans there. And they just handle them absolutely excellently. They treat them with respect. They just treat them. In the right way. Yeah. Whereas you see the Spanish police are just laid into. There's one bit where a Liverpool fan just walked in, just walked in the wrong bit. All he need, the bloke needed to say to him was, "Excuse me, so not no entry here, or even yeah. you know, even in Spanish, you'd understand what he meant, and that would be it. You could do it verbally." Oh no, he laid into him with his trunch. And yeah, but I, th I think maybe in the past that they've they've tried that and it hasn't worked. So, and are they working within the parameters of of, of their police system? Rather than our police system, the other, I just think UEFA questions. need to, you know, have a look at this. You know, yeah. this is what I'm not saying it's right. I'm just, no, I'm no. just trying to, you know, play devil's advocate there. Very good of you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not on the side <laughs> of the police. As a spokesman on behalf of the Spanish police. <laughs> Spanish police. You're, just and received batons. Commendation, <laughs> Senor Charlie Baker. Listen, I'm going there this summer. <laughs> I don't want there to be any trouble. <laughs> Services beyond the call of duty. It's fantastic. The Queen, uh, meanwhile, oh, was yeah. at the Derby on Saturday. Oh, fantastic. She wasn't happy, though. Her oh. horse got edged out of it. And uh, there she is. Look, she's a bit like Alan Brazil when one of his horses has gone wrong. She's quite angry. <laughs> Furious about it. But she was quite a big prize, about 920 grand. Not that you know, well, she needs the money. I, but what, still. what happens to the money when the Queen wins it? Do well, we know? She, I think she keeps it. Does she keep, does well, she no, keep she, it? Well, she has to pay for her horses to be in training and uh, stables yeah. and all that, so she's entitled to... She doesn't just give the money away. Well, uh, well, um, we're, we're getting into a conversation there that I don't think I'd come out of very well. <laughs> there we are. Bit of a Republican. Uh, no, 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 let's not say, let's not say that. The Derby, the Derby. Have you ever been to the Epsom Derby? Um, I haven't, no. It's, it's supposed to be quite, you know, sort of egalitarian. Yeah, as, as we yeah. find out when we go to Cheltenham, a lot of these... Horse races are big drinking festivals. Oh yeah, and a and a horse race um, breaks out, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's uh, very true. I don't I'm not suggesting the Queen. It was, a, it was a huge weekend of sport, wasn't it? I I didn't even know the Derby was on this weekend. It's one of those weekends mm. where everything's happening all the time. The cricket, the World Cup. Luckily, that's sort of sparking mm. into life now, and the 
the rugby, the Premiership rugby, which Saracens yeah. won, absolutely amazing oh. final. That oh was. yeah, I missed that one. Were you, was, are you are you sort of anti Exeter? I'm not anti Exeter. Um, oh, uh, the producers' eyes are raised, the eyebrows are raised. I'm not anti Exeter. Um, I don't particularly like their name or their branding. That's as far as I'd <laughs> like to go with that. But uh, no, but Saracens. It was a it was a brilliant back and forth final. Absolutely so you, you brilliant were behind final. the Saracens. You wanted them to win. That's I, fair enough. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to our over-50s walking footballers. The England team won the World Cup. It's a tremendous thing. Fantastic. Paul wants me to play walking football. Why don't, why don't you? Well, I could do. I, I can see you be any good. But I was wondering, how do, you, how do you press? Is it easy to press in walking football? Yeah, well, you walk quicker than someone else. <laughs> I think you're restricted to how quick you can walk, aren't you? Yeah, well, I don't well, know. Because it's like when you watch the walking, walking races yeah. in the in the Olympics and they have someone who taps them on the shoulder yeah, and says... you can't raise. ...that what waddle was too fast. No, no. if you raise, if you both... You, I think one foot has to remain in contact with the floor the whole time. This is probably the same. So I think we're going to try and get somebody on from the winning team. We'll have a chat about them. Fantastic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse have been friends for 30 years. No, we're on, But when life intervened, it was once a joyous and spontaneous friendship dwindled to the odd phone call or occasional catch-up then. Glory be, they were both diagnosed with heart disease and they realised that time is short and they better spend it fishing. We all saw the the brilliant programme last year, Gone Fishing. Award-winning? Was it award-winning? Should have been. Yeah, yeah oh, we did. We won um, yeah, we won uh, something from the Radio Times. And we won something. And the Angling Times. From the Journal. <laughs> the Angling Times, the Angling that was the one. Front cover in the Angling Times. <laughs> <laughs> Beat that. Well, the thing is, that Nigel, by the way, presents our excellent fishing show yeah, here on yeah. TalkSport. He's here. I know he's here to interview because he's so excited. He's been talking about it on the show. Oh. And he's here now, so uh, well, he just disappeared. But he was here. And he, he's very much looking forward to talking to you. It'll be more of a technical chat, I think. because Magio, I'll you know. sit that one out then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably will as well. Because, Paul, you were a regular... Oh, sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking out the window at the view of the... Uh, you know we the new you view. Could, you could actually fish from here. I was going to suggest it'd a, be a long cast. It would be a long <laughs> cast, yeah, yeah. but and yeah. you wouldn't catch much, would you? Maybe <laughs> an eel <laughs> <laughs> or a seal going yeah, up the, or a seal going up the river. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So it has been massively successful. Now that there's a book, uh, which is a lovely book. It's a beautiful illustration. Do on you the, like? I that? do like that. I yeah, think it's ever so slightly insipid. Do you? Oh, you can't <laughs> say that. It. You think it's a bit washed Different. out? Yeah, a bit washed out. Different, Bob. It's, yeah. it's, it's arty. It's got no, the wrong, it is. It's yeah. got the wrong Instagram it's like, filter on. <laughs> we did an audio book as well, which we, you know, we thought we'd be reading the book out, but actually we just talked for six hours. Yeah, six, four and a half hours of it. It's funny. <laughs> so, Paul, you you were a fisherman anyway, and I you was. invited Bob down to the riverbank. Is that right? Yeah. Well, uh, as you say, in a way, it was sort of glory be heart disease, and <laughs> I, I'd been diagnosed with heart disease a couple of years earlier. Yeah. Bob didn't care. He didn't get in touch with me, but when he was It didn't really interest me. No, it didn't. <laughs> I think it was very interesting. <laughs> but when I heard about Bob's predicament, of course, I got in touch like a true friend would. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. You know, and uh, we started going. Uh, we'd been... We'd tried to go fishing together for about 25 years, didn't yeah, we? And we never tried. got round to it. Yeah. And we thought, well, if we don't do it now... We might never manage you it. Never, might no. never do it. Yeah, the old so, heart disease gives you a start. Thinks, oh, you know, it does. You know, like I've done since I had it. I've done some. Um, you've done some of your finest work. <laughs> <laughs> some of your only work. No, we're, we're, well, all the work. Vic, Vic doesn't like football at all, and football's yeah. a bit of an obsession. So mm. there'd never been even a football reference in thirty years of work. But you were Middlesbrough youth team, weren't you? Was yeah, that, I was, that I was good. Bob, I was yeah. good when I was a young lad. But the um, 
So I said, no, I'm going to do something with football. It's yeah, been can a passion. Can we stop yeah. talking about football now? This is fishing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think we're talking and about fishing. We'll come back to Paul Tottenham in a minute. And, uh, no, don't done a podcast and, you know. But in comedy, you both had, I'd say, similar sort of starts because you both had careers before you were in... Paul, you were a plasterer, is that right? Yeah, that, I've done a few things. And Bob, you were a lawyer, you were a solicitor. Could you do an arch? Yeah. <laughs> can you, still, can you well. still do a mix? Can well, you still I mean, get, yeah. I could skim that wall there skim the if wall you, now, you, you did it first. I mean, we're not oh, 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 technical. We're nice. not asking you to do that now, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have to knock up. I'm not mixing up. No way, you'd have to knock up. Do you think that's affected your approach to comedy at all? That you had another life first? I'm not sure about that, Pat. Perhaps, but I think what was um, similar about Bob and me is we both had uh, friends and comedy partners who'd already started. Yeah. So we were lucky, really. We, as Bob says, we're coattail Johnnies, <laughs> you call us, don't you, Bob, when you're not choking? Yeah. Yeah, coattail Johnnies. Yeah. Yes, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah because like... we had, you know, Harry had obviously sort of... I mean, I'd been writing with Harry, but he, you know, was doing the clubs and stuff yeah. like that with characters we'd come up with. And same with uh, with Vic, you know, with Bob. So we, we, you know, we had a a different introduction to a lot of people, I suppose. So there's obviously something about you that likes working with someone else. So, so this come along mm. as a unofficial double act, but yeah. it's been a huge success, you know. Yeah, well, it, it's a genuine thing, you know. I mean, it did come out of that real life experience, which was the heart disease, and we mm. started going fishing because we thought, well, time is of the essence, and uh, <laughs> and we. And he, you well, know, we're, good, we're good mates, Paul. It's yeah. last to the summer wine, but it's real. Yeah. Or it's a reality show, but <laughs> yeah. it really is real. But there is something about um, fishing, because when I listen to Nigel every week, he, he, he's very passionate about it, and the people that ring him are very passionate about it. And, I mean, one of the main problems they've got is trying to get younger people involved in fishing. And presumably this is this would help, because obviously you've got an audience and a different thing, and so you probably brought people to, to the programme and to fishing who probably hadn't looked at it before. Yes, it feels like it's something that's been on the decline, spectacularly, mm. hasn't it? It doesn't feel like it's part of anyone's dialogue, does it, fishing anymore? So it used to be 12 million fishers. Well, I don't know if it was that many, but there were <laughs> certainly millions. I mean, we have brought a, a new sort of um, audience to it, but it seems to be middle-aged women. <laughs> because their husbands you're, you're like Michael Ball yeah, yeah. the Michael Ball of the well, fishing world no, their husbands watch it and it's about the only fishing programme that they will tolerate the women yeah. sensibly because it's not really a fishing programme it, no, it, it seems really. to be about mental health yeah. and men's health and men talking to each other mm. which which has gone is, is zeitgeisty now everyone's sort of oh, no, talking we're not, about and it we're now not overly like but that, you seem Bob. to have caught that wave yeah yeah we're not really like that we do you know our stuff has always been character based comedy and daft comedy but yeah. i mean it's also the beauty of the countryside yeah, you see that yeah. you know yeah. look, you know take time and look mm. at a tree i know you know it, yeah. and it's incredible and yeah. um and, and Bob cooks, that, you cook in the, the show food, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you cook in the, the show. Yeah. No, is that something great. you've always done? Um, it's something I've always wanted to do is to fish, is to cook on TV because it's, it's such a ridiculous idea <laughs> that people are watching me cook. I tell you what, from the galloping gourmet onwards, it's it's quids in for a few of them, oh, yeah. isn't it? The book, Keith yeah. Lloyd. Oh, I mean, yeah, Bob. Well, some of Bob's finest recipes are in our book. Oh, they are. Oh, they? they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some things taken. Well, out. there's room now. Jamie's gone. We're, we're moving <laughs> in. I'm sure Jamie's all right. He's not gone anywhere. <laughs> What about the actual equipment? Because it strikes me, again, listening to Fisherman's Blues, that tackle is a bit like golf equipment. You could go on and on and buy. Are you, tackle tarts, isn't it? Yeah. You know, are you say, getting all the gear, no idea. Yeah. No, we don't get sent anything. 
But Bob, you've got an interesting statistic. You want to claim credit, don't you, for what's that for? The rise in sales. <laughs> yeah, we, we, there's been for the first time in a while. There's been a, a, a rise in the sale of internet fishing equipment. <laughs> and I'm putting. He it, wants a cut. <laughs> you want to get in on it? <laughs> internet oh, fishing. He wants a cut. He thinks he's standing here. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's okay. something that's never really happened. But um, like when Eric Bristow started selling darts in Argos. Oh, I like the darts. Mm. You know. I wonder if you could combine darts and fishing. So if they're not biting, put a carp fish. You could, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, David yes. Seaman, I bet. You know, look. Save. Carp. Double top. I wonder if he laughs in the fish's face when he calls. <laughs> 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 They'll put it back, David. Stop laughing. He's passionate about it. That's what strikes me about so. People who, who like it love it. They're, I think they're passionate for the feeling, you know, like inserting yourself into this beautiful tableau mm. and mm. it's been so peaceful and beautiful yeah. for six hours, not for ten minutes, for yeah. six, yeah. seven, eight mm. hours. Yeah. And you um, feel like you've got a purpose. It might be a spurious one. Yeah. You know, you, you don't need to be there. You're not going to starve. You don't catch. But it, there is that element to it, you know. It must, you know, trigger an ancient feeling, really. Well, I have so, a theory yeah. that a lot of sports got popular because they got men away from their families for a long time so the Tour de France three weeks they're away yeah, you know yeah. cricket five days so fishing yeah six hours away yeah. well I'm, if you're carp like, fishing like you, work, can go for days. you can go for days on end carp fishing yeah and you when I was a solicitor careful where you put this now Bob because <laughs> I know what he's going to say but when I was a solicitor I used to do um, divorces and the number of times that was, that some that, that part that, that that was cited in the papers that I never see this man because he's out carp fishing <laughs> it was quite no it was quite extraordinary and the number of um, no 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 okay oh. so yes that was quite extraordinary you know that um, and it kind of ties in but yeah a little bit of. Um, Contemplation and solitude. Yeah, you, it's sometimes you have to make a real effort to find that, mm. and um, it is a real effort to go fishing. But it's not the worst. You just get in a car. No, I, I, go, I, I, yeah. I, you know, I've sort of thought about trying it. That's the sort of thing that would be attractive to, to do. You do need someone who knows yeah, the game first. Obviously. You know, I mean, yes, exactly. No, but <laughs> just funny enough, up. in the book, but one of the uh, there were two chapters in the book. It's mainly us musing about life, and mm. it's similar to the show, but. There's two sort of how-to fish chapters that are very basic. And I didn't want to write them, but Bob it forced me at gunpoint, actually, to write them. <laughs> because you tried it's to... It's an old musket, it wouldn't have <laughs> Very unpredictable. Uh, very unpredictable. Probably <laughs> damaged you more than me, wouldn't it? But it, um, it, it's because he tried to take his kids fishing and uh, you didn't know where to start, did you? No, so everything very... assumes too much knowledge on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so There's a part of the books um covers that. Why do you want rid of Sari so badly, did you? <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> Let's, Let's talk about football. Let's talk about football. I don't want to talk about football. Over these last few months, I've had him be so like, passionate and upset about his team. Yeah. I'm mm. watching him and thinking... They're okay. It's slightly functional, but I wouldn't have this. Yeah, but you anger. come from Pulitz. <laughs> yeah, to I like his, like, his little yeah. sort of notebook and the old. <laughs> but anyway, when, I, I when... admire a man who looks like he's smoking yeah. a yeah. sort of half. Yeah. A tab but what's going on anyway? When 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 the the goalkeeper refused to come off. Yeah. There was not one member of his staff supported. Sorry, he was a no. man completely on his own. No, Is I agree. there something going on? But he wants to leave. It's, I think the club would have him stay for a year because it's yeah. a pretty unattractive job for the next year with the transfer ban. But, yeah. you know, I think... Theresa May, you, she's 
She's uh, available. <laughs> uh, what was more exciting? Terrible is football manager. Sitting on the riverbank and not catching anything, or watching a season of Tony Pulis football at Middlesbrough. Well, I must admit, my I didn't. I probably only went to about seven away matches last year, yeah. which is terrible for me. But it just the Pulis football. It just just take your take your anticipation away you know you're not your expectations have completely gone yeah it uh, makes it harder to go but there's a new era now at the riverside because borough is a great club i know no one get, cares less about them apart from people i filmed at the riverside i think we break <laughs> yeah. what did you film there? we filmed a nouveau football fan with john thompson going pringle <laughs> 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 what, uh, what, you've both got loads of catch. What are the what are the catchphrases people shout? It. What's the thing people do people shout? Brilliant. What do people shout? Uh, suit you. Suit you. Probably yeah. still poptastic. I get uh, at the moment. I get lovely jubbly. But, lovely jubbly. You know, yes, of course. You've got the musical on. Yeah. yeah. And Bob, what do people shout at you? Shout at me. Where's Vic? Where's Vic? Ulrich. Ka 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 ka. I don't know how I'm meant to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But most of mine are long forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mine are. I'll get a lot of that. Where's Harry, Paul? I don't know where he is. He's his own man. <laughs> That was it. Do pause back tomorrow. Uh, do listen to it from one till four tomorrow. Thank you very much, Charlie, for filling in. Brilliant, Cheers, Andy. Thank you. been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.